fun. Okay, uh, we're, I'm, I'm going to not do a long, I'm not going to talk too long here uh, because I have a guest speaker tonight that's going to speak to you. I'm really excited about it. Um, our guest speaker um, tonight is uh, some of you who went to convention or uh, have, have gone to different events over the years uh, know Gary Garcia. He's awesome. Uh, he's, he was a youth pastor for, uh, he's been in youth ministry for 35, 37 years, something like that. 33, close. It was one of those odd numbers. 33 years, been in youth ministry, uh, is just been uh, kind of a pillar of, of youth ministry in, in, uh, in SoCal and really all over the world. People um, are just looking to him just for his, his faithfulness and his consistency. And so I thought, man, there's no better person uh, to speak to our seniors and to all of their friends as uh, we send these seniors off into the next season of life. And, uh, and I've, I've known Gary from afar since high school when I was going to camps and going all this, and now I've gotten to know him personally uh, recently. And so uh, would you guys give my friend, Pastor Gary Garcia, uh, Echo Youth, welcome as he uh, walks up in prison. All right. Hey, it is, uh, it is cool to be here with you guys. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been to this church and this youth group, and so it's just fun to be back and to, to see some of you guys that we've seen at convention. Um, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm so excited for you guys to go to camp. It has been a while since this church has been at camp with us, and I am just ready to have you guys there. It's going to be so much fun. If you have not signed up yet, sign up. Go to camp. Um, Elliot and I will be there. It's going to be a blast. Um, how many of you guys were at youth convention? Who is at youth convention? Okay. All right. So you guys know who Elliot is then. He's, he's preached here before, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves Elliot. Yeah. I don't. But just kidding. <laughs> He's my best friend. I love him, but you know what? I love, I love doing youth ministry. You have two of the best uh, youth pastors. Your youth pastors are amazing. I am so thankful for, for Brett and Danielle. You can give it up for them. I've been all over the world, and there are a lot of churches that don't have what you guys have. They don't have a youth group. They don't have a worship team. They don't have youth pastors and youth leaders and, and all of the things that you have. So do not take that for granted. That is a special thing that you guys have that not every church gets. So make sure you appreciate them, love on them, take care of them. Um, it's, it's important. But yeah, I've been in youth ministry a long time. This is year 33, and most of my career has been as youth pastor. Um, the last five years, I've also been a lead pastor, as well as leading the youth department. So uh, working with Elliot and the other guys, planning camps and conventions and all of those things. But I went from being a young youth pastor, the young gun, the youngest in the room, to being the oldest guy in the room. And it's rough, especially when Elliot's your best friend. Elliot's like the coolest guy in the world, I know. Every, whenever I go preach somewhere, you don't want to know what the question they ask first where is Elliot who cares okay um Elliot's like the coolest guy he'll walk in the room he's like oh yeah he looks like goose from Top Gun he's so funny and he's so cool yeah and uh and then they look at me like who's that is that someone's grandpa and uh and I am I'm a grandpa I have two granddaughters um I know can you believe it they're like two and and the other one is one month old so she's little but um I love it but I love youth ministry I I do with all my heart and as much as I enjoy leading our church when they asked me to lead our church I, I said I will do this as long as you know that I will continue to lead youth ministry. Like that's going to be something that I do because while I feel like God is leading me right now to lead our church, my calling 
is to reach young people for Jesus. And that hasn't changed. And so anytime I get the opportunity to do something like this, to be in a youth group, to hang out, uh, to spend time with you guys, I will always say yes, because I, I love it. So thanks for the opportunity to, to be here with you guys tonight. Uh, senior night, um, invite night, that's a lot happening. Um, senior night, it's a big deal, senior night. My senior year is when everything changed for me. And so for who's, who's seniors here tonight? Who's graduating? All right, senior year was a big deal for me. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to the seniors, but I'm also talking to all of you tonight because you are all in this race, um, you know, that we're running right now called Life. Uh, a lot of you are running the race as believers, and, um, and, and so I'm going to encourage you tonight. But, you know, for those of you that are maybe visiting tonight, my senior year, that was the big year for me because I'd grown up going to church. I'd grown up going to youth group. Um, I went every week, not because I wanted wanted to, but because I had to. That's just something my parents made me do. Um, I had two lives that I was living. I had my, my life that everybody knew me at in high school, and then I had my church life, and I did never, I never intermixed the two. Um, I made sure people that went to my school did not come to my youth group because they would not recognize each other like the person who I was there, and so I, I, I had two separate lives, and so most of my high school career I was living not for the Lord, but just living for myself, living for the world, living for fun, um, living for what I thought was important. Uh, I thought being popular was important. I thought being liked by everybody was important. I thought having uh, what I thought was fun was so important. And so I did what a lot of young people do. I got caught up in a bunch of different stuff. Um, By the time I hit my senior year, um, every week and even during the week, it was drinking, it was smoking pot, it was all of these things that I was doing, uh, choices that I was making. And still going to church, still going to youth camp, but so closed off to what God was doing that I was just missing it. In my senior year, my senior year is when it all changed. Spring break, my senior year. Um, my parents made the decision. They were going out of town. They didn't trust me to leave me at home by myself, so they made me go with the youth group on a missions trip to Mexico my senior year of high school. I was so bummed. Spring break, we had all these plans, everything we were going to do. We were going to party, hang out, have fun, and I'm going on a missions trip. I had no business going on a missions trip. I wasn't saved. I wasn't really following the Lord, but I go on this missions trip to Mexico, and I'll do this part really fast because this is just a part uh, of my story, but um, I go on this missions trip to Mexico. I get there. I'd been in church. I knew how to fake it. I knew what to do. Like you hang out with the kids, you play, you sing a couple songs, all that stuff. So we do all that. Now, um, I'm half Mexican. Last name's Garcia. My dad is full Mexican. Um, I have family in Mexico. I, I love being Hispanic. Um, my mom, she's, she's white. She's from Oklahoma. You know, but we go to Mexico. And I, I'm Mexican enough to know this. When you go to Mexico... There's one big rule that has always been a rule. You don't drink the water. And so we're on this trip. We're on this mission trip. We go out one night. We'd been camping with all these other youth groups and just kind of eating this nasty food. And, and so we went out one night for tacos. I'm like, yes, finally, some good food. We go out for tacos. And the lady comes around. She's like, okay, do you guys want this? And she's pouring Pepsis for us. And then she's, uh, she goes, do you guys want ice for that? And we're like, yes, it's so hot. So she goes to this freezer, pulls out some ice, starts filling up, drinking ice. What's ice made of? Water, okay? And this wasn't like she got it from 7-Eleven. This was stuff she made there in the, in the, in the shop. And, and so we're just like, ice, yeah, <laughs> so great. And, um, and so about midnight is when it began. 
And it began with just some rumbling. I thought, hmm, I'm Mexican. I can handle tacos, like, you know. And, 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 and then, man, by the next morning, it was like, it was on. And, uh, and I'm sitting there like the worst stomach pain I'd ever had. So there's like four or five of us that are so sick. And so we go to this little church that we'd been working at this whole time and, and hanging out there. And, um, and, and uh, the five of us are so sick. I'm, I'm just, we're all in pain. And, and so the youth pastor at the time, he goes around, his name's Randy. He goes around, he says, hey, um, I'm going to take some of you guys over the border to the hospital because because, you know, I, I need to get you to American Hospital. So if you're feeling sick, let's get in the church van. We're going to go. So he kind of went down the line. You go and you go and you go and you go. And he got to me. And for whatever reason, I felt good. I'm like, I think I got it all out in there. I'm good. I'll stay and hang out. I don't want to go, you know, wait in line at the border. So um, I, 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 can, I can still to this day, you know, I, that was when I was 17 years old. I'm 51 now. I can still to this day see the white church van pull around the corner, and as soon as it pulled around the corner, now you have to understand, when I was 17, this was before cell phones, before all that stuff, as soon as he pulls around the corner, that they call it Montezuma's Revenge, they have a name for it, and so as soon as it pulled around the corner, Montezuma came back and brought his whole family, okay, and, and things went sideways for me very quick, and I was in the bathroom for hours, um, I was throwing up and other things we won't talk about, but it was bad. Never been that sick. And so I remember the youth group at the time, they pulled me together. They, they kind of picked me up out of the bathroom. They said, we have to go because we're doing an outreach to the park. So we're going to put you in the chapel. So they bring me in the chapel and they lay me on one of the pews up there, one of the benches up there. And it's just like, don't die. We'll be back. And so they left me. And so there I am, 17 years old, by myself, sick, um, in this little church in Mexico. And so I, 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 I get up and, and, you know, have this blanket around me and I'm walking around. There's just like this small room with these benches in it and this little tiny stage up front. And I walk up to the front of the stage and, and I, I remember sitting down on the stage and doing something that I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a crier. Like my wife, she's a crier. She sees a commercial or, a, you know, a sad meme or something. She's just like instantly like tears and everything. I'm not a crier. But right there in that moment, I just began to feel like, I don't know if it was guilt. I don't know if it was just sadness or sorrow for the way I've been living my life. See, because I knew the truth. I'd heard the message. I'd heard about God. I knew what my parents had showed me and told me, and my youth pastor had, had spoke about every single Tuesday night that we were meeting. I knew all that. But all of a sudden, it just hit. And the Holy Spirit began to work in my life. And I don't know if you've ever had like a movie play in your head, but I had this movie begin to play in my head, showing me all the decisions that I had been making, all the bad choices that I had been making, all the lies that I had been telling my parents and the life that I had been leading. And I sat up in that little Mexican church and I just began to cry. I began to cry. And like, like it's just that uncontrollable cry. And right there by myself, not at youth convention, not at youth camp, not at youth group, just me and God. I'd heard that prayer before. I'd heard people pray that the sinner's prayer. And right there by myself, I prayed, Lord, please forgive me for the, the, the choices that I've made. I'm sorry. I want to live my life for you. So please come into my life and come into my heart. And please forgive me. And that's all I said. 
And can I tell you, the transformation, it came fast. It came quick. Like all those things that I thought were so important, they weren't import, as important anymore. And I just knew I wanted to live my life for Jesus. That's when I was 17. I'm 51 now. Can I tell you, I've never turned back. I've just kept moving forward. I've kept running forward. I've kept running towards God. And the title of my message tonight is simply this, Run. Run. There is a, uh, a, an old Olympian. His name was Eric Liddell. He was an Olympian for the country of England. I'm sorry, for the country of Scotland. He was known as the Flying Scotsman. There's an old movie from the 80s called Chariots of Fire, and it was made after him. The whole story of it is about him. Eric Liddell became well known for being the fastest runner in Scotland. In 1924, the Olympics were hosted in the city of Paris. Liddell was a committed Christian, and he had this choice to make. See, he was a committed Christian, but on Sunday was going to be his event, the 100 meter. And he had to make a decision. Do I, do I run this event that I've been training for, that I've been practicing for, or do I go by the decision that I've been making? Because he made the decision, I don't run on Sundays. I don't compete on Sundays because it's God's day and I'm going to honor God. And so he had this decision to make in this, in this Olympics. It's the Olympics. And so he makes the decision not to run the race, but he's going to honor God. So it works out. Instead, he had to run the 400 meter race, a race that he wasn't prepared for. It was a longer race. And on the day of the race, an American trainer was so impressed by his choice, he walked up to him and handed him a paper with 1 Samuel 2.30 on it. And it said, those who honor me, I will honor. He ran with that paper in his hand. He not only won the race, but he set a new world record for the time. An amazing story. And so you hear his story, you hear about this race, you hear how he was living for God. And, and, and honoring God, and you would think that's it. That's his greatest moment. Like, he's finished. He's won the race. He, he's done it all. He's, 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 he's an Olympic medalist. What else is there? And seniors, can I tell you tonight that you are in a spiritual race, but it does not end when you graduate. It does not end when you graduate. It is going to continue on. You're going to keep going. And we hear the story of Eric, and you would think, again, he's, he's, he's there. He's at his pinnacle. He's, he's an Olympic athlete. He could probably just travel and do speeches, and just he's well-known for this. He probably doesn't have to do anything else. But he makes a decision in 1925 to become a missionary to China. He says, no, I'm going to keep running towards God, and I'm going to become a missionary during the war between China and Japan, he was taken prisoner and put in a Japanese camp. At one point, Winston Churchill had worked out a prisoner exchange for him, but he gave his spot up for a pregnant woman instead. Eventually, he died in the camp five months before they were all set free. A fellow prisoner later wrote, the entire camp, especially its youth, were stunned for days, so great was the vacuum that Eric's death had left. 
He kept running the race. He did not stop. The race for him did not end until death. And at that point, he'd won the race because he was in the presence of heaven. So seniors, I want to tell you tonight, your race isn't over. You may be finishing school. You may be graduating as a senior from Echo Youth, but your race is not done. Can I tell you, all of us that are here tonight, if you are followers of Christ, we are in this race. We are in this race running towards Jesus. 2 Timothy 4, 7 says this, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Eric Liddell did that. I want to be able to say that one day to be able to know that God's looking at me. And when I finish my time here on earth, I'm in heaven. He's like, well done, Gary, well done. You didn't stop. You kept going. You kept reaching youth. You kept preaching. You kept serving. Well done. Way to finish. That's the kind of racer I want to be. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. There is a race mapped out for us. Students, you are living it right now. You have a whole journey, a whole race that God has mapped out for you. When you give your life to Christ, the moment I gave my life to Christ at 17, can I tell you, my race began. And I started running. And I kept running. And I'm still running today. Can I tell you, students at Echo Youth, keep running this race. It's a journey. If you've accepted Christ as your Savior, you are in this race. Seniors. A lot of times, I've known too many seniors who graduate high school and they graduate Jesus because they haven't planted themselves. Can I tell you, this isn't your youth group. This is your church. This is not your youth group. This is your church. And, 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 and your Christianity, your walk with Jesus doesn't end when you graduate. You're just on a new part of the journey. You're on a new part of the race. And you get to play an even bigger role, not just on, on Wednesday nights here at Echo, but you get to be a part of this church. That's such a huge thing, and you've got to play your part. And you're going to have moments where you are running this race at a high pace, and you're going to be this culture carrier. You're going to be super involved, and you're going to be setting, help, help setting the tone of the room. And even not just on, on, on youth nights, but on Sunday mornings. Can I tell you, young people, you can set the tone of the room on Sunday mornings. You can help be a culture carrier. You can help lead worship. Can I tell you, the best worship leaders on a Sunday morning are not up here. They're right here. And they're set in the culture of the room. Seniors, run this race. There's going to be times when you're running this race just slow and steady, not at a fast pace. And you're going to be digging deep and getting discipled and getting poured into and really taking your time and experiencing all that God has for you. 1 Corinthians 9.24 says, do, not, uh, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? All the runners run. I said it before, I'll, I'll say it again. It says all the runners run. It doesn't say some walk some just stand on the sidelines. 
If we're followers of Christ, can I tell you, we're in this race and all runners run. We've got to keep running. We've got to keep going. I said this earlier to the seniors, but can I say it not just to the seniors, but to the entirety of Echo Youth? In your walk with Jesus, don't let it be a walk. Keep running towards Jesus. No matter where you're at, no matter what's happening, no matter what grade you're in, keep running towards Jesus. That's the only way I made it. When I gave my life to Christ, when I was a senior in high school, there were still things drawing me away from Christ. There were still friendships that were drawing me away from Christ. There were still things that I had done in the past that were drawing me away from Christ. The only thing that kept me going was I kept running towards Jesus. Keep running towards Jesus, young people. Keep going. Never stop running. There's three things you don't want to do when you're running this race towards Jesus. The first one is this. Don't slow down. Don't slow down. Don't take a break. You know, too many times I've been in youth ministry and, and I've seen students who come out of the gate. They're excited. They'll go to youth convention. They'll come out. They're so pumped. They're so excited to serve the Lord and they're ready to go. And, 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 they're, and they're, they're, they come early. You know, they're the first ones to talk in small groups. They're just really on fire. And then all of a sudden something happens and they begin to slow down. And there's all kinds of things that can slow us down, but they'll slow down. And and, and I've seen it through my years of doing youth ministry. I've seen young people who've gone to some of these things and just gotten a fire lit under them. And they're running full speed. And all of a sudden, they slow down. They get slower and they get slower. And to the point that they disappear. They stop coming. They let other things get in the way. They they make this other decision. They kind of lose their place in the race. And they start to fade away. The next one is this, and this is a big one for your generation especially. In this race, can I tell you, don't be distracted. Don't be distracted in this race. If you're running full speed, if you're out and you're running, have you ever just been running and and paying attention? And and, man, if you're going and you're moving and you're in a rhythm and you're, man, the worst thing that can happen is that something gets in your way. You have to stop for some reason. Um, You know, you you hear something or see something that distracts you from what's going on. You can't run facing, you can't run this way facing that way. You will run into something. And can I tell you, this generation, more than any other generation in history, is, is, can, if they allow it, be distracted. You have so much going on. You have so much coming at you. Just in entertainment, you have so many things that can distract you from what God's doing. Can I tell you, this is one of the greatest inventions in the world, and it's one of the worst. Everyone asks me all the questions. When you've been in youth ministry as long as I have, people ask, so what's changed in youth ministry from when you started? It's easy. This. Changed everything. Because now it's become this thing that's an easy distraction. Can I tell you, um, I think I love TikTok. I think it's hilarious. It's so funny. But can I tell you also with TikTok, I've become this this advocate uh, of young people encouraging them to delete TikTok. And let me tell you why. I just had this conversation. My daughter's 24 years old. We just had this conversation because she's being distracted by certain things. And she came up to me and she said, Dad, I'm angry. I don't know why. She said, I get mad all the time. I said, Scott, I've seen it. 
I've seen this. You're, you're angry all the time. You are always in a bad mood. Every time we hang out, you're complaining about your boyfriend. You're complaining about the people at work. You're complaining about the lady that, that was in front of you driving over here. You're so angry. And I said, can I tell you why you're so angry? Because you're watching these videos that are telling you right now. And can I tell you, your generation more than any other, and I, and I love this generation. So know this. I'm not going, heck, you're the worst generation. No, I love this generation. I believe in this generation. I believe God's going to do something with this generation that we've never seen before. But I was telling my daughter, you're so angry because you're watching these videos that, that are literally telling you, be angry at everything. If someone hurts you, be offended. If someone doesn't agree with you, be offended. If someone's doing something politically that you don't like, be offended. Can I tell you, when I was a teenager, if someone did something that, that I didn't like, we were like, mm, who cares? Like, I didn't carry the weight of the offense with me everywhere I went. Can I tell you, it's so just rough to watch this generation carry the offense of everything they're offended by everywhere with them. And I see it. And so, again, I'm not telling you you have to get off TikTok, but what I'm saying is if there's something in your life, whether it's TikTok, whether it's a relationship, whatever it might be that is causing you to carry a bunch of stuff with you, you know, runners don't run with, you know, I know there's training and you're going to go, well, they have training bells. I know. But the normal runner who's running in a race is not carrying a bunch of extra weight with them. They're, 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 they're trying to be as light as possible so they can be as fast as possible. Can I tell you, if you are carrying a bunch of offense and a bunch of bad choices and a bunch of other things with you, you've got to figure out a way to get lighter, to get spiritually lighter, to get rid of some of those things. And the next one is this. Don't stop. Keep running. Don't stop. Keep going. What happens when you're running a race with a bunch of people and you stop? Two things. They run into you or they run past you. And can I tell you, young people, keep running this race. Don't stop. And you know what? There's going to be seasons. I've been in this for a long time now. I've been in this, this walking with Jesus, this running towards Jesus thing for a long time now. And there's seasons where it's great and I feel light and I'm running the race and I have all the energy in the world and I'm spiritually doing well and I'm in God's word. My prayer life is strong. I'm going to church. I have great relationships and I'm just running. But can I tell you, there's been times when I've run this race and it's been a dry season. And there's been moments where I feel like, God, are you there? God, why is this happening in my life? Lord, I'm not feeling, you know, the way I was feeling when maybe I first gave my life to you. But I've learned this, that even in those moments, I have to keep moving forward. I have to keep running. And, and trust and know that God's going to, to, God's got the best for me. That God, even in those seasons, God has a plan for me. And in that season, it might be he's teaching me something. It might be something I need to let go of. It might be something that's growing me. But can I tell you, I know this, don't stop. Keep going. Keep running towards Jesus. Keep moving towards him. I said it, I mean it. I believe God is doing something in this generation, in your generation the verse I just read, it says, run in such a way to get the prize. Run in such a way to get the prize. Can I tell you, seniors, 
run this race to finish it. Run this race to win it. For the rest of your life, for the rest of the time that you're on this earth serving the Lord, run this race to win it. When you're in a race, I don't know if you guys have ever been in a race. I'm assuming at some point everybody's run a race against somebody. One of the worst moments of my life. I have an 18-year-old. He just graduated high school. For the last four years, he's every chance he gets, Dad, let's race. Let's run. I, give it, I can beat you. Dad, let's race. Let's run. I think I can beat you. No, Asher, you can't beat me. I'm Dad. I'm stronger. I'm faster. And I have beat him up until about four months ago. And he beat me in a race. It was devastating. It was devastating. But I was running full force. He's just, he's gotten almost as tall as me. I still have that. He's not quite as tall as me. But when we run a race, we don't run a race to finish fifth. Like if we're in a race, we're like, man, if I could just get fifth place, I'd be stoked. Fifth place. I know there's not a ribbon or no trophy, but fifth, yes, I would love to get fifth place. No one does that. When we run a race, we run to win. Can I tell you, it's the same thing in the spiritual race. We don't run to lose. We run to win. So young people, keep running this race. Keep doing it. Keep going. Keep moving. Keep going towards Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. No matter what this world tries to distract you in, keep going. The safest place, listen to this. If you can remember anything, remember this. The safest place you can move as a follower of Jesus is forward. Forward. You've heard the phrase backslide. You've heard of the spiritual armor that God gives us. When God gave us the spiritual armor, one of the things he talks about is the boots. Why would you wear those? Because you need to continue to take ground, to move forward, to not retreat. Can I tell you, the best thing you can do as a follower of Jesus during the dry seasons, during the great seasons, wherever you might be, keep going forward. Keep moving forward. I'm going to ask you guys to bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment. And I'm going to wrap up. And in a minute, we're going to honor all of the seniors that are here. But I want to pray for you guys tonight. I want to pray for you because I've sat where you, you're sitting right now. Wherever you're at in your journey, maybe tonight some of you, it's your first time here and this is a brand new thing and you're just kind of hearing about it for the first time. Maybe some of you are like me. You're here because your parents brought you and made you come. Maybe some of you are here tonight and you're running this race and you're living for the Lord. Wherever you're at tonight, I want to pray for you. Because I do, I, I don't know, I hope everyone has heard this before, and I know Brett, so I'm sure you have. Man, I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe that you can do it. I believe that you can run this race. I believe that some of you that are freshmen, that you go all four years of high school serving God and beyond that. Seniors, I believe that, that this is not the, the end of a race. It's just the end of a segment. And you're going to continue on. And some of you might be youth leaders. Some of you might be going away to college. Whatever it is, you're still in the race. You're still running towards Jesus. Keep going. Finish well. Father, I come to you right now, Lord Jesus, and I just thank you so much for Echo Youth, Lord. I thank you for these students. 
Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in this youth ministry, God. But Lord, I pray right now for these students, Lord. I pray that you would lay your hand upon them, Lord. I pray if there's any student here tonight that that maybe they don't know you, but they want to know you, Lord. I pray that tonight is their night, Lord that you'd begin to just move in their heart and their life, that they would, you know, you'd surround them with people that are going to help them draw close to you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that even now your Holy Spirit would just begin to move on their heart, Lord. Begin to transform them, God. Begin to call them by name. Lord, I pray for, for these students, Lord, that are leading the way in Echo Youth, God, that you would just, your spirit would just fill them up, God. That you'd help them to keep their eyes on you, that they would keep running, Lord. They'd keep doing all that they they could do, Lord Jesus. But Lord, I also pray that they wouldn't run this race alone, that they would run it alongside other believers, God, that are going to help encourage them and push them and and keep them moving forward, Lord. But I also pray along the way that this youth ministry picks up even more runners, Lord, that, that you would even now put people on the hearts of these young people, God, that they know need to be here that they need to invite, that they need to to bring to youth, Lord. I pray for our seniors, God, Lord, that they would finish well. Lord, whether it's two weeks or three weeks that they have left, God, I pray that this is it, Lord, that they would finish well, that they they would finish their high school career living their life for you in a way that others can see it, Lord Jesus. Lord, that they would take the opportunity, this last moment, this last hurrah of going to high school, Lord, and they would live their life in a way that other people can see there's something different about them, Lord. I pray that you give them opportunity, Lord, opportunity to share about you, whether it be to other students or teachers, God, that you would just give these seniors an opportunity, Lord. Lord, I thank you for this youth ministry. I thank you for everything you're you're doing in this youth ministry, Lord. But I also thank you for everything you're going to do in this youth ministry, Lord. So, Father, I just, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for each and every one of these students and leaders. Lord, help us to run the race and keep our eyes on you, Jesus. I pray this in your name, Lord. Amen.